this occasion to celebrate a seminal event in American history. This year, we depict perhaps the most important day in our shared past, the first Thanksgiving. A day for maize, the Native American word for corn, a terrific turkey dinner, and brotherhood. So, white meat and dark meat, take it away! Welcome to Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. My name is Eric. Sitting across from me is Arwen. We are the family-friendly podcast that talks about rated R movies. And more. And more. Hey, if you like us, follow us on Facebook. We are Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. You can also follow us on Twitter. We are at Funtime Movies 1. That is Funtime Movies and the number one. Like us, share us, subscribe to us on all platforms, including Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify, uh, Pandora, and The Ilk. And let's get to the show. Well, it's Thanksgiving weekend, mm-hmm. and I decided we're going to do a list. Yay, list. Because lists are boring. <laughs> Actually, we watch a lot of lists on YouTube. I know. So. We're um, people. <laughs> so I thought, you know, what movies do we watch usually most Thanksgivings? Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, not just the day. Right. But the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to uh, give a, uh, a shout out to my number six. And that's A Charlie Brown Christmas. Uh-huh. I really like it. It's fun. How come you never watch it? I watch it all the time. Just not when I'm here? No, you hate it. I do hate it, so So. I I thank you for not watching it. I hate all the Charlie Brown movies. I know that's terrible. Stacey Ferguson's uh, Sally in these movies. I don't care. Stacey Ferguson. I know. She's Fergalicious. She's Fergalicious, yes. Um. Back then especially. (laughs) Dude. She was six, I think. (laughs) All right. So, we'll start with you. What's your number five? Uh, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yes. Uh, 1984, PG, one hour, 45 minutes. Starring all of my favorite people. Starring Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd. Uh, uh, Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson. And Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis. Annie Potts. Sigourney Weaver. Rick Moranis. Yeah. See, all my favorite people. That guy that played Peck. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. This man has no dick. <laughs> so, one of the reasons that this is, like, I, I like watching it during Thanksgiving is because one year at my Aunt Bonnie's, my cousins and I all sat around and watched this movie together. And so, when I when yeah. I watch it, I think of that. You know, I think I watched it during a holiday season, too. The first time I watched it on VHS. I think that's because it came out on VHS it had, around it a had holiday. It had to have. Because it was like, oh, this was new at the video store. Yeah. So, it had to have come out right around Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's, it's a time-honored classic. Mm-hmm. It has a very good shelf life still to this day. Good special effects. And for what, 1985, 1986? 84. All right, 84. That's ridiculous special effects. I mean, you had Poltergeist in 82, I think, uh-huh. uh, which had very good special effects. Yeah, it did. Um, it's not a favorite of mine. But then you also have the James Bond movies that came out these same years, and they all look like they were done on a blue screen somewhere in South Africa. Yeah. So, I mean. my my One of my favorite things about this movie is the monster is a giant Stay puffed marshmallow. Oh, my aunt laughed so hard when we saw this. <laughs> Actually, no, it wasn't VHS I saw this on for the first time. Really? No. 
Alright, so my aunt and uncle got a laser disc. Oh wow. And of course they had to brag and show it off. Mm-hmm. They only had three movies. They had uh, a movie called Hots. I've never that seen I was that. not allowed to watch. Oh. <laughs> you should look this up. It means help out the seals. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, the other one was Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, which was a PG movie starring uh, Dolly Parton and Burt Reynolds about uh, Dolly Parton being a hooker. Was she the madam? Yeah, I think so. I've never seen the movie. It's, I kind of want to. It's also a musical. Yeah. So, like, eh, I don't know. It's Sally Parton. It's got to be a musical. It, it's funny, <laughs> but my mom said it was too risky for us to watch. Well, so yeah, we weren't allowed to watch. House. But it was rated PG. Who gives a crap? I know. Uh, and then Ghostbusters. And so we watched it on Laserdisc first that I remember. Did you have to flip it during the middle of the movie? Yes. I wondered. Yeah. One hour in, you flip it. You watch the rest of the movie. I guarantee you The Godfather was like three discs. It had to be. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to look that up. <laughs> Future episode. The the crap I never had. Laser discs. <laughs> All right. So my number five is Deadpool. We watched that yesterday. We did. Yeah. We watched it on Thanksgiving Day this year. <laughs> but I usually watch it around this time every year. Mm-hmm. Um, rated R from 2016. Seems like a million years ago. One hour, 48 minutes. Directed by Tim Miller, starring Ryan Reynolds, Morena Baccarin, TJ Miller, and Ed Screen. So, what can you say that is terrible about this movie? Nothing. I do really enjoy this movie. It was done by half the budget of a regular X-Men movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and they used every bit of that money to make that movie look like it was $10 million. Yeah. I love the the story behind why the guns were left in the cab. Yeah, because they, d- couldn't, they couldn't afford, afford the special effects. <laughs> so he's like, guess we're doing sword stuff. The only thing I kind of dislike about the movie is how much of um, a Boy Scout colossus is. Yeah, yeah. We kind of griped about that yesterday. Yeah. I read the comics and Colossus, uh, he's overprotective of his sister. Yes, he's always been that. But he's not the, you got to be a good guy. Yeah. You know? Colossus has done some Because I've seen him rip somebody in half. Yeah. Like, juggernaut style. And I get that it's all, um, it's all skewed for this movie. Yeah. And everything. But I was just like, man, he's so saccharine. We went and saw this movie in the theaters. (laughs) And then on the drive home... I bought the soundtrack to the movie on uh, oh. on my, uh, what is that thing? The iPad? Yeah. Your iPhone. Yeah, my iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> my iDevice. Okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs> Not you, Google. Sorry. Deleting it now. It should be gone in a moment. Um. So anyway, funny story about when we did go see this movie in the theater. Yeah. We had, uh, the theater was packed. Yeah. And... I got stuck on the end, which I absolutely hate when there's a packed theater because I inevitably get put next to somebody who steals as much room as they can. Of course. But this particular occasion, a young teenage boy and his father sat next to me. And of course, the teenage boy was there. Yeah. There's boobs. Boobs. Lots of boobs. Lots of boobs. There's a a scene where uh, Ryan Reynolds gets pegged. (laughs) I know. I was like... 
I'm enjoying the movie, but at the same time, I'm like a mother of a teenager who's also sitting there and going, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then, uh, you know, we, we got the, uh, montage of ho- holidays, you know, happy Halloween. Yes. I uh, love the calendar girl song. Yeah. And I thought that that scene was perfect. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> so there's your Thanksgiving reference right there. I mean, it was like, uh, yeah, it was in happy there. Thanksgiving, honey. I happy mean, Thanksgiving. And, and gobble, gobble. Ryan Reynolds, but I mean, yeah. And his That's penis. Well, it's all burned up, it's, but it's, yeah. it's there. Yeah, it's. You see his hang low. It's very weird. <laughs> all right. What's, anyway, what's your number four? Uh, the Godfather. The Godfather. Yeah. I mean, it's very family centric, and it just feels like a fall movie because mm. it's dark, and you know, it goes into. Uh, the, the colder seasons and Yeah, everything. especially in, like, The Godfather 2, that last scene with the leaves all, oh, like, yeah. blowing up. Uh-huh. And then you hear a gunshot in the distance, and you're like, well, so long, Fredo. I mean, spoilers. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen this movie from 1976. Uh, well, Godfather is 72. Okay. Um, two hours, 55 minutes, starring, you know, Marlon Brando and Al Pacino. And once I watch the first one, I want to watch them all. Oh, yeah. Because I'm going to complete the story. Now, we just heard about the, what was it? It's, it's a new kind of cut for, I think, Godfather 3. It's just Godfather 3. And if Coppola is smart, it'll be a, a, a faster-paced movie. It was m- kind of slow. It was slower than Godfather 2, for sure. Yeah, but Godfather 2 was a good slow because you got that back and forth. Yeah, the way I like Godfather 2 is the way it staggers because then you can see the parallels as they go along. Yeah, which so. is good, which, which was the intention. Now, the third movie, it would be great if they cut out the incest. No, I want there to have more you incest. Liar. I was liar. like, like put Sofia Coppola in everything with all her cousins and brothers and they just like go to town on Stop her. Stop it. Uh, so Sofia Coppola and, uh, what was his name? Richard Grieco? No. Johnny Grieco? No, it's, uh, Something Garcia? Yeah, yeah. Andy, Andy Garcia. Garcia. See, I knew I'd get there. Yeah. <laughs> so their characters are cousins and they're kissing cousins. And, uh, it gets a little uncomfortable. I didn't mind it as much because I thought that they were too far apart, but then I, like, got older and realized, yeah. no, no, they're no, really way too like close. like first cousins. They're way too close. They're like immediate cousins. Exactly. Santino like, no, Corleone no, 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 was no, no. her yeah. uncle. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I would like to see them cut some of that out because I felt it was really unnecessary to the story. They should just go with the, the Garcia is going to become the next godfather and he's just a hothead. Zaza. Zaza. That's my favorite part of the third Boom. movie. <laughs> and then you have to change tapes. <laughs> I remember that. Thank goodness for Blu-ray and DVD. Oh, yeah. Uh, being able to condense some of these movies down because there were certain movies that I wouldn't watch because I'd have to get up and change a tape. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, I ain't watching that. See, I didn't mind doing that. I hated it. I hated rewinding. <laughs> All right. So here's my number four. And it's one of three John Hughes movies. Oh. Yeah. I like John Hughes movies as long as they don't star uh, Molly Ringwald, I guess. That cuts your list really far down. Not really. Feels like it. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, that's true. 
You got a whole bunch. Uh-huh. Uh, and including this one, uh, Home Alone. See, I, I always associate that so much with Christmas. I want to watch this on Thanksgiving almost all the time. Well, why don't we? Uh, because I'm lazy. <laughs> 1990, PG, one hour, 43 minutes. Directed by Chris Columbus, written by John Hughes. Starring Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern, and Catherine O'Hara. I put Catherine O'Hara on here because she was one of the most most important characters. They had, uh, what's his name, John Hurt, way up on the list. And I was like, no, Catherine O'Hara made this freaking movie. Exactly. Well, Macaulay Culkin made well, the movie. Yeah, but but Catherine O'Hara was a close second. We were just talking about this in the office because I work with a guy who also has a film podcast. And uh, we were talking about Catherine O'Hara... And how integral to movies she has been mm-hmm. that you don't realize. Right. Like, she was the voice of Sally in Nightmare Before Christmas. Yep. She she was in Beetlejuice. Yeah, she was yeah. in almost every Tim Burton movie. Best, best it, it, There at the beginning. All of those All those Christopher Guest uh, movies, yeah. And now she's in Schitt's Creek. Yeah. You know, and everybody knows her from that. It's like, go back I feel and like, look at her list. I feel like we should watch Schitt's Creek. I don't know. I've tried watching it a couple times, and I'm like, yeah, it's funny. I'll watch it again, and then I never do. It's probably because, you know, we can't get past that first episode. Yeah. We really need to just push forward. Right. Let's just go four episodes in. It's not like anything crazy is going to happen. Because a lot of people like the show. Yeah. Home Alone is one of the, uh, another timeless classic, I think. I think it's, when it came out, it became an instant hit. It stayed in the box office for a while. Mm-hmm. It made Macaulay Culkin a superstar at age like seven. Yeah. Which kind of ruined his life, but hey, whatever. He got better. Yeah, he's better now. Yeah. yeah. Um, he has the Pizza Underground where they uh, mm-hmm. they they take a bunch of songs and uh, make pizza out of them. So his brother Kieran. Yeah. We've seen him. I actually think he's a better actor. He is a better actor. But I think he's a little more well, well-rounded, too, mm-hmm. because he didn't have that fame monster like, like Macaulay. Was Kieran in this as one of the brothers? Because there was another. No. I thought there was another Macaulay uh-uh. in here as a brother. No. Really? Yep. You're, you're doubling down, but you don't know. I do know. Nope. It is not. You got that smile. <laughs> now I got to find out. It wasn't any of the Culkins. I think that might be Home Alone 2 or Home Alone 3. Oh, that might be. We're just going to find out. So, Macaulay Culkin did Home Alone 2 directly after this, starring uh, Macaulay Culkin and Donald Trump. He also... And th- it was really weird because uh, Donald Trump wasn't in his own hotel. That just would never happen. But it's basically... He gets on the wrong plane this time. At least he got on the plane. And uh, he meets a lady with pigeons. Yeah. Uh I didn't like the second one as well for a long time. And then I watched it like I actually sat and watched it and I really enjoyed the pigeon, the woman. You're thinking it runs in the family. That's where the Culkin boy was. Yeah, he was in that. He was Ralphie's little brother. And I wish I could find that movie somewhere. It's, it's hard to really find. good. It's got two names for one thing. Yes. Um, it was because like a summer story. Yeah, because there's a another movie called It Runs in the Family, starring uh, Michael Douglas. He was in Home Alone. Ha ha ha. Eh, well, whatever. <laughs> he was also in the Father of the Bride movies, which I completely forgot about. Yeah, and he's the one that was in Scott Pilgrim, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. What's your uh, number three? three. Uh, National Lampoon's Vacation. Interesting. The first one from yeah. 1983. 
It's rated R, one hour and 38 minutes. Um, and it's the one where the Griswolds are taking the, the cross-country trip mm-hmm. in the world. They kill their aunt. They kill a dog. They kill a car. True story. <laughs> True story. When I was young, we moved a lot. Yeah. And uh, when I was like three or four, we had this cute little uh, terrier dog named Rover. Mm-hmm. And we had been stuck on the road for some reason, and they had tied the dog to the bumper. Of course. Well, we got back going and everything, and Dad started down the road to get onto the highway, and he realized almost immediately that the dog was running behind the van. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> yeah. So, we got him. Dog was totally fine. couple chipped nails. But I was like, when I saw the movie, I was like, man, I relate to this movie <laughs> so much. <laughs> I, liked, I liked it when they were in, like, uh, St. Louis, and they, they're they going through this black neighborhood oh, yeah. to ask for directions, <laughs> and Rusty goes... Do these? Do you think these guys know the Commodores? <laughs> I mean, that's just a dumb question. Um, cousin Eddie's in this movie. What's her name uh, from Parks oh, wait, and Recreation? Parks. You know, Jenna. She's in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. She's uh, cousin Eddie's daughter. Yeah. She's talking about how Daddy taught her how to French kiss. Yeah. She goes, "Do like, you oh, French?" She goes, "Do you French kiss?" And she goes, "No." She goes, "Daddy says I'm the best at it." Yeah. And I'm like, "Ooh." <laughs> So we would watch this movie every year about this time. I think it would come on TV. Yeah. So it was kind of like a family tradition. And my dad would quote this movie. So that's another John Hughes movie too. It is. Yeah, it is. Something and it's like- based on his short stories from that that he wrote for National Lampoon about a real life vacation that he was on. Oh, I really? think. That, that would make it funny. It's so relatable. It's like, you know, cross country trips are hard yeah and i could not imagine having to bring well my mother moved four kids by herself on a greyhound bus from tucson arizona to north fairfield ohio Mm -hmm. and uh, talk about culture shock for one thing oh yeah you move from a big city to a small town where everybody knows who the hell you are Mm -hmm. it ain't fun at all no (laughs) all right so here's my number three okay national lampoon's european vacation (laughs) See, I almost went with that one, too. (laughs) Rated PG-13, 1985, one hour, 35 minutes. This one is a fun travel movie as well. They They win a... uh, They do the pig and the pope. A tour. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and it's like, who was that? John John Ashton was the uh, host of the show, but he was playing like a Richard Dawson type. Oh, yes, he was. Uh And for those of you who don't know, you can look this up. Richard Dawson would go up to the contestants and if it was a woman he would kiss them right on the damn mouth mm-hmm. just like smooch mm-hmm. and i was always like what's this guy doing <laughs> and he you know he would uh even kiss the teenage girls oh yeah yeah and i'm like mm, you probably know. look up a montage of on youtube oh, of you richard can. dawson kissing teenagers yeah you you can look up the montages of him kissing women and a lot of them wanted to be kissed. I think it became yeah. a thing eventually. It was oh, like, yeah. It was oh, like, I got uh, kissed by Richard Dawson. Yeah. You know? And he was on Hogan's Heroes. That's the only thing I've ever Yeah, he was on before. Hogan's Heroes. I can't think of him on anything else either. Well, he was in the movie The Running Man. Oh, see, starring we've tried to watch Schwarzenegger. That yes, we have. We've watched the whole thing all the way through. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. The last time we tried to watch it, we couldn't watch Jesse, it. Jesse, the Body Ventura is in it. Uh, yeah, it's a terrible movie. It's like, it's based on a Stephen King novel, novella, I mean. And uh, it it basically says 
uh, guy runs. Okay, that's all we're going to show. So, so in that same genre of uh, The Running Man, The Long Walk, Yeah, they're finally making that. Uh, that might be a really compelling movie or the most boring movie ever. I know. I'm like, I really like that story a lot. Because I, I enjoyed the Bachman books that he did, which yeah. you can't get... You can get it from certain resellers. Yeah. Because there's one story in there about uh, a, a school, school shooting. shooting. So it's it's kind of a controversial read. Mm-hmm. But, you know, all the other stories are super good in that. Right. So in this movie, there's two different Rusty and uh, Audrey's. Yeah, every movie um, has a Also, uh, Johnny Zapka's in this, or Bobby Zapka. What's his name? He plays Johnny in uh, The Karate Kid. Yeah. And Cobra Kai. I don't remember Kai. his first name. Uh, William Zapka. That's his name. Okay. But Chevy Chase and Beverly he's, D'Angelo he's come the back. boyfriend. Yeah. I totally didn't connect that. Yeah. Uh, the girl, Dana, what was her name? Dana Hill. Uh, she had diabetes. Yes. And she died because of complications to diabetes very shortly after this movie was made. And uh, so it's kind of interesting because, like, she has this scene where she's eating a bunch of food. And and they and I read a thing saying that she would be stuffing her mouth and she wouldn't swallow any of it and then she spit it all in a bucket. Yeah. Because it was like cakes and yeah, yeah, things it, like that. It, it was stuff that was definitely gonna make her sick. Yeah. yeah. And it was like this dream sequence where they were all having a dream about like what's gonna happen when they're in Europe. Like Clark has this sound of music thing going on, um, where where he's singing the hills are alive. <laughs> And, and Rusty goes to a disco yeah. in his. So those are the two memorable ones. I forget what the uh, Beverly D'Angelo's was. Hers was probably something family-centric. But it it was really funny because uh, at the beginning of the movie, they're playing around with their camcorder. Yes. And, and he's supposed to erase the tape. And full circle comes back right at the end. Yeah, when they go to Italy, they find <laughs> out that, oh, somebody took somebody stole their camera in Paris, yeah, I, think. I think so. And then found the tape and yeah. just like uh, put it out there for uh-huh. everybody to see. Now, <laughs> she's a porn star. She's called the Hot Lady or something like that. The Lonely Housewife. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of fun gags in this. The one where they decide that they're going to dress fashionable in Italy and they all come out yes. wearing these gaudy outfits like <laughs> zoot suits and crap. Nobody else is wearing. No, stuff. everybody's like wearing normal clothes and they're out there dressed in highest Italian fashion. Uh-huh. Um, this one had a lot of music. Yes. A lot more, in my opinion, than the first one. Like, mm-hmm. the first one, you got to hear the Holiday Road song a lot. Yeah. So this one, I think you heard it maybe once. Yeah, you heard a couple disco songs. Um, oh, yeah. At one point, they uh, uh, Clark takes his wife to a... A club, yes, and it's like this topless workout club. Like the women are just doing workout topless aerobics, and then they see Rusty. He's just like drunk, <laughs> and and they're like Rusty. He's like, "Hey, Dad, what's it about, man?" <laughs> um, Rusty just gets in trouble. There's another scene where they had to sit with another couple, and they were like a honeymooning couple. Yes. And uh, this was when they got to Paris. Yeah, yeah, and and Audrey was like, "Dad." I think his whole hand's up in her. And he's I like, think Rusty Don't. says he's going to pork her at yeah. the table. Is he going to pork her, Dad? <laughs> no, he's not going to pork her, Rusty. <laughs> uh, Eric Idle's in this movie with yes. a running gag where he's riding a bike and gets hit by Chevy Chase. Mm-hmm. They get stuck in a in, in the roundabout. Big Ben, 
Lou, uh, Big Ben, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Parliament. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what the you know what the Queen does on her days off? She vacuums. <laughs> yeah, just dumb gags. So the, the movie is super lowbrow. I mean, oh, you're not gonna get a movie that's absolutely. like. If you watch National Lampoon's European Vacation to learn about Europe, no. you're stupid. So anyway, let's move on to your number two. So my number two is actually three movies. What? Yeah, because it's OG Star Wars. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, uh, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. Okay. Because if you watch one, you gotta watch all three. This was another holiday tradition because USA Network around Thanksgiving through Christmas would play these three movies back to back. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah, I remember. And I watched it as much as I could. You know, the first time I saw it on television was the original Disney Channel. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's Commercial free. Wow. They had the rights to the first one. That's interesting. But not any of the others at the time. So I saw one of these in the theater, and I'm thinking it was probably the 1983, the the Return of the Jedi. Most likely, because I was just born. I was almost born. I saw the first one. I saw um, Empire Strikes Back with my dad and his uh, then woman. Yeah. Um, with I think my other sister, dad would carry a purse. And he loaded it with candy. Oh, funny. So we were just sitting there eating candy and watching Star Wars. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then, like, Cindy was, like, this Star Wars fanatic. Really? So she rattled off a whole bunch of other movies that they should make. And they were all from the lore of the dime novels back then oh. um, that were written kind of, like, in between the movies. Uh-huh. And one of them was like a Han Solo movie, and it was gonna be like Raiders of the Lost Ark. And then she's like, she's like, uh, and the next movie they should do actually should be Return of the Jedi or Revenge of the Jedi, and things like that. And Interesting. Yeah, she just was like well studied even back then with no internet. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that she just had to be, you know, she just knew stuff. stuff. Yeah, we went to a bookstore shortly after we saw the movie, and he picked me up a Han Solo story. It was like a about maybe two hundred pages long, mm-hmm. and uh, I read it. It was all right. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't jaw dropping. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, he tinkered with these movies. We went yeah. and saw. I think around Thanksgiving time, we went and saw at least the first two in the theaters again when they were remastered in the special edition. Oh yeah. Um, we didn't get around to seeing the third one because we were poor. I think Still we were poor. also kind of aggravated with the changes. Well, there was one change in the third movie that I just hate, mm-hmm. and I hate it to this day. Well, now there's like three, but now, but they would show this one as the selling point of, hey, look, he made the movie better. Yeah. And it was the uh, uh, Jedi Rocks song, or whatever oh, it is, yeah. in, in Jabba's Palace, and yeah. I was like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen, and I'm never going to watch Star Wars again. And so, this many years later, I've seen Star Wars a million times. But <laughs> I don't like the cantina scene being extended either. No. Um, it is interesting, though, that the, the woman that was dancing... In, they, in Jabba's palace. Yes. They, they brought her back. Yeah. Because uh, black don't crack. And Twi'leks are just uh, timeless whores. <laughs> They are. Watch any watch any show with a Twilight in it. They're either in a brothel. Really? Or they're criminals of some sort. Interesting. 
Almost all Twi'leks are. That's weird. Yeah. But anyway, you know, I, I thought that was interesting that she yeah. could come back and, and redo the scene, but I hated the the singing on it now. Yeah, it's terrible. The the alien singer, I was just like, this is terrible. Why did they do this? Yeah. There's a prequel series to Star Wars, uh-huh. and I'm going to say that it, it has its own fan base. Yes, it does. Um, there's things you can take out of each movie that are enjoyable, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but not to the point of... Star Wars was an indie movie that became a blockbuster movie that uh, 20th Century expected. Fox just took over. And, you know, they made the sequel trilogy now, and... It's not as good because it. I don't think it was fleshed out well enough to tell a beginning, middle, end narrative. Mm-hmm. It just told choppy stories and with cool scenes. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, we'll go on to my number two, which might be your number one. I doubt it. Adam's Family Values. Yeah, that's not my number one. What the hell? <laughs> Rated PG-13, 1993, one hour, 34 minutes. Directed by Barry Seinfeld, starring Angelica Houston, uh, Raul Raul Julia, Christopher Lloyd, Joan Cusack, and I'm just going to say Christina Ricci. Eat me. Eat me. That's so funny. Yeah, they go... The reason why I like this, and and it's it's definitely made for a Thanksgiving audience, is that they go to this camp, this Uh summer camp, uh, Wednesday and Pugsley do, and they have to do this play where they're uh, they're dressed up like Native Americans, and the other ones are dressed up like pilgrims. Except Wednesday just decides we're going to take over this thing, yes. and she does, and it's freaking <laughs> hilarious. There's Absolutely other perfect. subtext where they lose their house and they have to move into a hotel. Yeah, really don't remember a lot of it, but the thing that I remember is Pugsley doing that dance number, and where they're singing the song, and he goes, "Eat me." Yeah. The reason that they lost their house is because uh, Joan Cusack conned her way in to be Fester's wife. That's right. And made it so that, you know, well, Fester was the older brother, so it's Fester's house, and you all have to get out. Yeah. And then they, you know, fixed there's that. a There's a lot of fun lore with the Addams Family. Um, it started off as a comic strip. It became a television series. Um, they've made uh, made-for-TV movies. They made these two movies. They made a movie after this that went straight to DVD. And then uh, now they're thinking of Tim Burton uh, directing a, a a TV show again. Oh. Um, starring Johnny Depp as Gomez Adams. And I'm not against that. I'm actually not against that either. Yeah. Sorry. He's, so. he's got that that sound even. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a weird voice. I was watching him on Grass. Yeah. Figured out, you know, him and Amber Heard really kind of ruined themselves for some people. There's a big thing online right now about Johnny Depp's gotten screwed. Mm -hmm. And there's also people saying, you know, victims' rights. And I'm like, if you're both on drugs, you do things you regret. Yeah. You saw what uh, they're going to do about the crimes of Grindelwald, right? I Uh, know that he's not in the the role anymore. I think it's going to be Ed Screen. The what? guy, the guy from uh, Deadpool, the bad guy, yeah. Francis. I think they might just make him the guy. That seems fine to me, actually. Yeah, it, it don't, it don't hurt. And plus, he's British. He doesn't have to do a fake whatever accent Johnny Depp Johnny has. Depp's, uh, vernacular and his it's very pattern, strange. It's gotten very weirder over the years. Yeah. 
especially since he doesn't live in the United States anymore. Right. I, I've, I've watched uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street, and his voice is similar. Is it? It's a deeper, weirder, baritone voice, um, but his accent, I don't know what planet that accent's from. Maybe he's one of those outer space genders. So if I spend too much time with somebody who has a weird accent, I will take on their accent for a while. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that is the kind of thing, like Madonna even started doing it when she moved oh, over yeah. to England. And you just pick up the language and you just start talking like that. Right. So anyway, Raul Julia also played um, Bison and Bison in the Street Fighter movie starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. Interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. He also died of cancer shortly after this. Did he? Yeah. I wondered what happened to him. What's your number one? You're going to hate this. Mm-hmm. It's White Christmas. Okay. Uh, 1954, two hours, not rated because, you know, it's 1950s. Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye, Rosemary Clooney, and Vera Ellen. And the reason that I really enjoy watching this movie around Thanksgiving is because it ushers in Christmas movies. Yeah, it sure does. It really does. And I love this movie. It's a, a story about... Two men that were in the army, mm-hmm. you know, and they're now a song and dance duo. They end up helping out this sister act and just by chance end up at this B&B that was run by the major general. Yeah. And they see he's down on his luck because it hasn't snowed. Yeah, they're going to Vermont yeah. and it's supposed to snow and it hasn't snowed. It's like 60. Thanks, Al Gore, for that. <laughs> And, and, you know, they put together this show to benefit him, and it's just the sweetest story yeah, ever. Yeah, I really like this story. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the songs are a little, ugh. If I have to put anything at the bottom of the list, it's the the one where Danny Kay and Vera Ellen are ta- singing about dancing. Yeah. But it's still a really good song. Yeah, that's uh, the really tiny waisted blonde, right? She was. She actually had the smallest waist in Hollywood for a really long time, and she, like, kept it that way. That's insane. It is insane. Because she I mean, was small. She was very tiny. Yeah. There's some bad plot work here, but, I mean, you're trying to cram all this in two hours. Yeah. Rosemary Clooney is great. Her songs, you know, just she's spot on. Right. Awesome. But the cinematography was done really well. Um, they kind of made it look like it was snowing really well at times, you mm-hmm. know. And I just thought it was well acted. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. it's, it's Danny, Danny Kaye, for one thing. Yeah, Danny Kaye's fun. He's fun to watch. He's he's, he's, a, he's a natural comedian. Yeah. I don't know anything about his real life. Found out he had a daughter, so he's surprisingly not gay. <laughs> um, I I was assumed he was gay. Yeah. Because of his, the way he held himself. It's a stereotype. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoy the movie too. Uh, I don't watch it every year because, uh, my mother watched it every year and, uh, she ruined it for you. Yeah. She did that with a lot of movies. <laughs> Anything musical. Yeah. All right. That was your number one, that was huh? My number one. White Christmas. White Christmas. Mine's another John Hughes movie. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I was thinking that you would do this one. Rated R, 1987, one hour, 33 minutes, directed by John Hughes. Don't get a lot of those. Yeah. Usually he writes them. Starring Steve Martin, John Candy, Layla Robbins, and Michael McKeon. It's basically a guy, he's down on his luck, he missed a plane or something like that, so he rents a car with this other guy who is a shower ring salesman. Uh, They're going the same way, and they're heading home. 
Uh, and then unlucky. Crazy, crazy yeah. things happen. One of my favorite things is they're in a box truck at one point, mm-hmm. and they they're the band is singing a song, and he goes, he goes, I got one, and then he starts singing the Flintstones theme song. Yes. This is just funny. Um, <laughs> there's a scene where they're going the wrong way down the down a street, yes. and they drive in between two trucks. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. Ah. Uh, so this movie really showed John Candy's serious side. It did. More than any other movie I've ever seen him in. This was also the first movie I watched John Candy in that I liked. Really? Yeah. Usually he was just this guy that would laugh too much and sit next to you and be annoying. And I was like, I don't like that guy. I don't like that guy at all. And I think I've said this on other on other podcasts. Yeah. Is that he just would would do stuff and he'd be like hey what about this <laughs> and I'd be like shut it why is he in this movie <laughs> um he was in a movie called volunteers with yes. tom hanks um and it's it's a fine movie uh he was in you know little shop of horrors but mm-hmm. he was part of sctv where i watched his sctv stuff much later like kind of after he died mm-hmm. and uh he he was really funny yeah, uh, I just watched The Great Outdoors this week. Yeah, that's a funny one. Uh, that movie, so funny. I was thinking about it, and I was like, Dan Aykroyd's character reminds me of the character he plays in Tommy Boy. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, what if they're connected? <laughs> what if they're the same guy? I know! <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean... You can't say too much about John Candy. Steve Martin did not ham it up for this movie. He played it real straight. He is always great at um, these types of roles. Him in Cheaper by the Dozen was mm-hmm. really good. He played that straight. Parenthood, he played that straight. I think that that and uh, The Jerk are my favorite Steve Martin movies. The Jerk, he hams it up a lot in. But well, yeah, he had to. <laughs> that's his, that was his stand-up act, I think, yeah. at the time. <laughs> But yeah, the jerk. We we're gonna have to do the jerk eventually, and yeah, we're gonna talk about how insensitive it is yeah. to this day. <laughs> but I I would say it's one of the top comedies of all time. It's so funny, like his openings monologue, and then you know the shoe drops, and you're like, well, that did, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, the time. <laughs> it's like. It's like, hey man, where are your hands? Uh, I got my hands between these two pillows. Those aren't pillows! Yeah, that's this movie. <laughs> Not the jerk. We were just talking about the jerk. <laughs> I know. That is a funny scene, though. Yeah. What other things are in this movie that I thought were fun gags? Where he's trying to get money for the rental car, I think. Oh, or yeah. A ticket, and he's selling those shower rings. Yeah. I put that on our Facebook it's hysterical. <laughs> They're like, these girls are wearing them as earrings. And I was like, your ear holes aren't that big. Um, now they now would be. Now they are. But back <laughs> then they weren't. <laughs> so anyway, that was our uh, separate top five. Mm-hmm. I thought we'd have a little crisscross applesauce on this one. Yeah, we did not. not at all. So I guess this means we're uh, headed for divorce. No. Yeah. It just so happens to be that we're not on the same page anymore. All right. So anyway... If you like this podcast, you can find us anywhere, including Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Pandora, you know. Everywhere. Just look for us. Yeah. You can actually Google us, and you we were, we're at least in the top, like, three searches. Woohoo! 
So I'm happy about that. Give us a like, subscribe, share us, tell your friends. Follow us on Facebook. We are Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. Follow us on Twitter. We are at Funtime Movies One. That is Funtime Movies and the number one. That's it, I guess. I can't think of anything else. So go watch a movie.